0: a very good morning to you it's money talk with james ross it's 16 minutes past eight and time we welcome our guests uh, to the show and they are andrew ferris the ceo of ecognosis advisory Uh, good morning andrew
1: good morning good morning
0: nice to have you on the show and let's say also good morning and hello to redmond wong market strategist at saxo Good morning. morning good morning redmond uh yes thanks both um well there seemed to be some uh positivity in the u.s market overnight jobless claims uh unexpectedly plunged last week to uh, the lowest in more than a year and the u.s has passed that spending bill uh, averting the shutdown redmond your thoughts uh, on the u.s uh, at the moment uh, are we going to have a positive year in 2024
2: um, I think for the whole twenty twenty four is still something yet to be seen, and but for at least for this quarter, and uh, as we think that the Fed, despite all the, some of the pushback lately, we got, I think we we still think the Fed is going to cut uh, the, the first rate cut in March and uh, the labor market data is quite lacking indicators so it's the drop in the uh initial claim is not going to really change that much and so with that and also uh i think is uh, we we uh, that the earnings continue to be able to support the market so i think that for the first quarter and the us market will continue to do well and uh, any sell off or any setback probably will be in first uh, in the second quarter or after when uh, the the weakness in some of the economic uh, data and start showing up and also hitting some of the earnings and investors start looking at the valuation for some of those uh, stocks which are mm. trading not really, uh, I mean, inexpensive uh, if the, the, they cannot deliver the revenue and, and earnings they promise.
0: Andrew, you never like to second guess the, the Fed, I know, but uh, how are you seeing things so far this year?
1: Uh, pretty dreadful and in fact uh, almost embarrassing to some extent because clearly the Fed cannot make up its mind uh, under the precise circumstances by which it will be cutting and rightly they say so but the markets of course insist that they know better and of course for the last 12 months a lot of very clever people okay were very cleverly wrong and I'm afraid I don't plan to be a part of that not because I'm clever I'm not I'm, I'm actually a complete idiot and I prefer to look what is actually happening Interest rates will be cut. When they will be cut, it will depend on the way in which the Fed interprets the data. We are not. Isn't it funny, actually, that the markets are not busy trying to forecast where inflation is going? They are trying to forecast where the Fed is going to go on the basis of the interpretation it is giving the data. It is a real, it is Alice in Wonderland situation. So right now I'm telling my clients to stay clear out of American equities until and when the Fed cuts. Then we know that that's the end of it. I much prefer what's happening in Japan precisely because the central bank has played a very strange game in terms of uh, still trying to hit a target which is... Uh, 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 a 2% inflation at the time that the actual inflation is higher than that, and they want to do this because they want higher inflation. Sorry, I um, don't understand that, but uh, be that as it may, okay, the uh, Bank of Japan points out that they will continue to keep low to zero interest rates whilst they are not certain whether the underlying inflation is going to. Uh, accelerate and not decelerate as it has been doing yeah i mean but, um, i'm willing to buy it okay <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay well obviously we're, we're not sure what um the bank of japan is going to do uh next week uh, there's been a lot of um uh, puffing about that and uh, it seemed like interest rates were going to go up but uh redmond are you following the uh, the japanese case at the moment
2: uh, yes yeah and uh, i we Tend to think that I think it's, yeah, yummy I mean, the market probably got it right for next week, and BOJ probably will not do anything. I think now the market is expecting more on April. In April, I think yeah, that may or may not be the case. And uh, but actually, we tend to think that. In this case, for the BOJ, we think that they are actually more talk than they can actually do much in uh, uh, you know right, lifting the interest rate to any meaningful level. And uh, especially given the huge uh, deficits, uh, the Japanese governments uh, and and also the, I mean the, the outstanding bond uh, 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 that they have, uh, I mean any meaningful rise in interest rates going to have, uh, punch a big hole into that deficit and uh, like. Like uh, tax cut,
0: we're hearing overnight um, that one or two banks are saying that Japan is pretty overweight at the moment and maybe uh, almost near the top, and maybe it's uh, it's time to get out. Is that something you're hearing, Redmond?
2: Uh, I mean, it's, uh, we have been seeing, of course, you can also see those is uh, uh, news headline, or I maybe mean, uh, even mainland investors now buying all those Japanese uh, ETF. And so, on. I mean, Japanese markets from last year when they were inexpensive, now to at least more like a car is a uh, uh, average car kind of valuation, but but there's no and there, there's not yet any really catalyst to for you know for for investor to really to sell the market right now. I mean it's it's poor average valuation, but you still have some good news on the corporate uh, improvement on uh, corporate governance, and you still have I mean at least the dollar. Dollar Yen is, is at a, a little bit higher level. and think the recent increase uh, is in a recent rise in share price in Japan and driven by most of those stocks actually benefit from uh, lower Yen and also uh, and also, some of the valuation, uh, you know, low PB uh, stock that tend right. to benefit from the corporate uh, governance improvement. Andrew, are you following the, the
0: yen at the moment? What are your feelings there? How does that uh, boost or not boost uh, Japan's uh, outlook?
1: It really, it, it, it continues fly on uh, whether the markets are uh, disappointed or happier about the prospects of higher uh, American interest rates and if i was to follow anything that depends on the interpretation both of what the fed is going to think and where the interest rates are going to go on the basis of monthly and monthly basis I, I i tend to shy away because it is not it's not particularly intelligent for example i prefer to look much more on the aussie because then i will keep an eye on what's happening in china what is happening on commodities mm-hmm. Okay, and uh, what's happening also on the Reserve Bank of Australia, which is related to some extent on what's going to happen to the American interest rates, but there are also other practical and material reasons to be looking at.
0: Uh, Let's uh, talk a little bit about China. Obviously, we uh, had that uh, GDP announcement earlier on uh, in the week. Uh, It was a little disappointing as uh, uh, markets reacted not so well to that. Uh, Hong Kong was 4% down, uh, mainland uh, exchanges down about 2% a couple of days ago. Um, How do you feel, uh, Reverend, about the uh, GDP announcement in China? What what does that tell us about what's going to happen in the mainland?
2: I think I mean the the GDP number by itself. I would not give a lot of weight to it. I mean, as we know that they're going to achieve that, and uh, even you know, Premier Lee, he must be tell it and. Uh, in the Davos and uh, and and yeah, I mean some some analysts probably focus on the nominal GDP. that actually came down to 4.6 percent year on year in 2023. Is even lower than 2022, the two 4.8 there. And actually, is uh, is uh, except the COVID uh, period that it's actually is uh, the lowest point. But I mean, but that is all for us. Is just one core. Uh, I mean. It, it, It's not really the key. We we actually want to take a step back on the Chinese economy, looking more, not just on the macro policy and macro statistics, but more on the micro foundation of all this. I mean, the business confidence has not returned and business investment has been low from the private sector. And that is something, I mean, the, the miracle in the Chinese economy, you know, over the last few decades, not so much on physical policy or monetary policy, but it's on the, the, the those you know, microeconomic level kind of, uh, you know, giving the incentive for people to you know, to in a way to work, to, to produce. And that is something I think China is going to work on. I think longer, longer term, that's our key concern. So the term, mm. I mean, it's still in a sickle recovery, even though it's a little bit slow. So, I mean, uh, probably we'll be trying to find a bottom. Right. And then it's, uh, our industrial policy will also benefit some sector as well. But I mean, that's government intervention. So mm. it's not really for long term.
0: Andrew, should we be waiting for some more stimulus from the, uh, the Chinese government?
1: the answer is is no okay because uh, if something would have taken place it would have taken place simultaneously with the announcement that uh, gdp growth is doing well in the sense that it was achieved possibly it might do likewise in the year to come uh, some further injection of liquidity took place in the market uh, a few days back a few weeks back if i remember correctly and the pboc as it always does refuses to increase so it increases to very interest rates and frankly at this juncture i cannot blame them because uh, for china to move interest rates significantly inflation must be also significantly higher. And CPI inflation uh, right now, it is, it is absolutely peanuts. It is, uh, it is still uh, negative and uh, growing well, well growing or actually falling even 1%. So it's very, very awkward uh, uh, for the Chinese to have a significant variation in real interest rates that will boost the economy at the time that inflation okay, is, uh, is either zero or negative.
0: Now, we mentioned uh, a booming economy or a booming market in in Japan at the moment. Um, elsewhere, Taiwan, uh, Andrew, looks like it's uh, still doing super well, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, exactly. And this is
0: uh, one of the big, big interesting questions.
1: Right through last year, Taiwan knew exactly what it was going to get if it elected, in inverted commas, the wrong party, which it did. Okay, and despite that, so did investors. And despite that, Taiwan produced the best performance of Asian markets anywhere. Okay, 27% year-to-date at the end of, uh, of last year in US dollar terms. And guess what? During the elections, the uh, the market fell on two days running, and then it started going up again. In other words, it completely ignored investors, completely ignored an election result which is clearly of major and significant importance for China. But as it tell you, it tells you that investors really don't think that Taiwan is that uh, connected, in inverted commas, to Chinese mood swings and uh, also possibly that uh, China will not be able to do anything more than it, what it has been doing so far.
0: We're hearing big news uh, out of the US that uh, the TSMC projecting uh, revenue growth uh, of 20% um, exactly. this year. So exactly. exactly. This is, was, this was, it seems like investors are focusing pretty much on, the, on that opportunity, right?
1: Absolutely. I have no idea whether the Chinese would care to either know or understand or take on board what... Other investors or investors across the board are thinking of what is likely to happen in Taiwan. But something very significant like a real military incursion or some much, much tougher Uh, uh, let's say restrictions on trade or restrictions on shipping. Clearly the markets are ignoring this. I'm not suggesting one moment that this is right or wrong. Neither I'm suggesting one moment that uh, uh, the Chinese are wrong, the mainland Chinese are wrong to feel upset as to what the Taiwanese did because that reflects very much on their very uh, long-standing policy. But that's the way it is. You know, four more years of of the government that they don't particularly like. (laughs)
0: It uh, seems like it's all about uh, uh, making money. Uh, well, uh, thanks very much to uh, uh, Andrew Ferris, who is CEO at Ecognosis Advisory, and Redmond Wong, uh, who is a market strategist at Saxo, for coming on uh, Money Talk uh, this morning.